Good afternoon. Thanks for joining. Hope you had a good lunch. My name is Arish Mundre, Principal Cloud Solution Architect at Amgen. I'm one of the architects working in cloud and automation team in our department, Global Business Solution, driving some of the cloud strategies. <laughs> some of you might be running SAP applications in your organization. SAP is considered as one of the most mission-critical applications. It's a very complex and underlying infrastructure associated with SAP is also very complex. Migrating this infrastructure from on-premise to cloud is not a straightforward task. Today I'm going to walk you through our journey on migrating SAP application to the cloud and also how we have managed and maintained compliance with AWS. What do you expect from this session? Our cloud strategy and a roadmap and how we have deployed SAP application both on-premise as well as in the cloud. Since we have deployed in a hybrid fashion and also to manage the compliance, we have to use certain technologies to make this working. Why we use those technology and how we have deployed, I'm going to walk in detail. High-level architecture and design overview of underlying infrastructure, lesson learned and next steps. Amgen today, we are one of the largest biotechnology company in the world. We are operating more than 100 plus countries with a revenue of $23 billion. We have reached more than millions of patients through our drugs based on cancer, kidney disease, bone disease, and recently in the cardiovascular area. Here are some of the drugs currently in the market which are dramatically changing our patient's life in a positive way. To know more about these drugs and the safety information, please visit our website, amgen.com. And our digital vision. In a legacy physical world, application conforms to an infrastructure. These infrastructures are based on a proprietary hardware and software. They're very complex, very expensive, and very hard to manage on a day-to-day -day basis. In a digital world, Software-defined infrastructure conforms to an application. In the new world, we, <coughs> from the IT perspective, it's all about how we can solve the business problem, how we can help uh, business to penetrate into a new market or a new segment. The software-defined infrastructure can scale seamlessly along with the application to solve some of these problems. In, at Amgen, we are still, majority of our applications are still with this legacy physical world. Through our cloud-first strategy, we are trying to migrate some of these applications to your digital world. Amgen cloud-first strategy is around a public cloud ecosystem. So currently, any uh, uh, greenfield applications, we are deploying them in the cloud. And any applications which are end-of-life or the infrastructure which are supporting these uh, applications or end-of-life, we are deploying them in a the cloud. We are also recently, very, very soon, we are going to initiate a transformation programs, so that way we can transform some of these applications from the on-premise to the cloud. Ours is a cloud-first strategy, um, not necessarily cloud-only strategy. We do believe that innovation is happening in the on-premise infrastructure. We are looking at both the best of the breed and then applying those technologies to, to meet our application demand. Our goal is to increase the speed of delivery, agility, and reliability, reducing the total cost of ownership 
by constantly evaluating new technologies. And the, key, the, and the critical thing is, during these rollouts, we do not want to compromise security and the compliance. Some of our business units are actually pursuing artificial intelligence, internet of things, and data analytics. From the cloud perspective, we are working on how to enable or integrate into these digital capabilities. Here is our cloud integration with AWS. We are actually working on enabling our data center across the world to AWS region. So part of this process, we have a direct connect in our production data center in the West Coast region. And these direct connects are 10 gig dual connections. In the East Coast, Virginia region, we have a, we consider the DR a data center. And also recently we completed a direct connect region in uh, Japan, which covers Asia Pac. Very soon we are going to add a region in Europe too. With that, we will have a global connectivity for all our data center and our clients and applications can seamlessly um, start leveraging AWS resources. We developed our own cloud management portal. We did look into third-party uh, tools, and we found that there are some, some lags and then they're not meeting some of our requirement. So once we started on that and the journey, we came a long way, and this works very efficiently right now so that our clients can deploy these AWS resources following Amgen's best practice and managing compliance and security. We have a multi-account <coughs> strategy for automated billing. To start with that, we have a very flat account structure, only three accounts, and then we struggle with that granting elevated access to our end users automated billing, and managing security. And we re redesigned our account structure with a three-tier architecture. A root account, an admin account, which includes automation, billing, security, monitoring, networking. And then we start creating a custom accounts for a projects, business units, and a functional unit. So with this architecture, now we can granularly charge back to the projects and the business units. We don't need to go through the complexity of auto-tagging each resources. And also we can we improve our security and compliance. At Amgen, we have a six weeks backup retention by default. We have developed the Lambda scripts through automation, and then by default, each EBS and EC2 automatically gets snapshotted and the data gets stored in S3. We are running a production application right now with a GXP compliance. All our AWS resources are tightly integrated with our uh, corporate Active Directory, LDAP, and uh, uh, CMDB. So along the line of our digital vision, our ERP program team modern, modernizing their platform. So they are trying to go from an information age to a, a digital economy. So we were running, uh, we use SAP software for our global ERP platform. SAP was running on a physical hardware, which was very complex, very hard to manage, very expensive too. We had a significant challenge to meet our DR requirement and data protection, as well as landscape refresh. It was using Microsoft SQL database. So it, it's, it's one of the most mission critical application and we did not want to take a big bang approach to go to S4 HANA. As part of this effort, we, are, we decided to go on an intermediate state. That way, we will have a less impact to our business. In this process, we are virtualizing all our platform in the on-prem. 
We are adopting AWS Public Cloud to meet the on-demand ad hoc landscapes, which I'm going to explain in detail. We're also using SAP HANA for all our database platform. So we believe that this transition is going to help us to go to our future state to S4 HANA. Here is our cloud migration strategy for ERP. AWS recommends six R's, retain, retire, rehost, refactor, rearchitect, and replatform if you need to migrate your application to the cloud. As I mentioned earlier, SAP is one of our mission-critical applications. We did not want to impact too much to our business before we migrate to the cloud. So we took the approach of replatform. In this replatform, we are adopting AWS for our N plus, land, N plus one landscape, which I'll explain soon. And we migrated our database from Microsoft SQL to SAP HANA. And then uh, we upgraded our uh, SAP ECC from uh, 6.0 Enhancement Pack 5 to Enhancement Pack 8. And we virtualized our on-prem infrastructure. Currently, SAP HANA runs on a virtualization platform. Here is the Amgen current ERP landscape overview. We call it as the N plus one landscapes. Project landscape and the support landscapes, which are kind of a production that runs seven by 24, all the time serving end users, applications, and the projects. We have something called the major release landscapes. These landscapes are designed for the project, and these are on, sometimes they're on ad hoc basis. They may run anywhere from nine months to 12 months. We have a training landscapes, we also have a sandbox, uh, we, we also have an intermediate environment, which is mainly designed for a landscape refresh to address on-prem as well as in the cloud, which I'm going to explain in detail in the system copy process. So in the support project landscapes, we have a develop, development one, integration one, QA shared, non-QA shared, production, sandbox, and intermediate. They run in on-premise. Training, dev two, integration two, and are running in AWS. So our goal is actually, as a journey that, once we're able to go and mature our major release landscapes, we'll start moving the remaining landscape to the cloud. We are running several applications, uh, SAP applications in the cloud. They are not just an ECC or a BW. So these are the applications anywhere from sales to manufacturing, procurement to financial, and several functional units. So as part of these transitions, we are also adopting something called a serialization, which we can keep track of the drug all the way from the manufacturing to the end patient. So SAP has an application called as Advanced Track and Trace Pharmaceutical. We are rolling out as part of this rollout. Here is a complete landscape overview, both on-prem as well as in the cloud. To your right, um, that's our DR data center. Uh, it is hosting a DR uh, environment as well as sandbox. Production in the West Coast is, is hosting all the support and the project landscape. We have a direct connections from the production data center to the US West 2 region. So that is where we are hosting all our major religious landscapes. Here is how we started the cloud design for the ERP. Currently, we are very mature uh, in terms of uh, management of the cloud and designing of the basic cloud infrastructure. We took the baseline of the existing data from the on-premise infrastructure, 
of uh, storage, memory, CPU, and IOPS. So based on that, with the SAP guidelines, we design corresponding EC2 instance and uh, EBS storage. We are using EBS general purpose volumes for all the storage requirement. And current, <coughs> current size of our ECC memory is 1.8 terabyte. With a compression, we are getting a 1.1 terabyte. So AWS is offering right now the largest instance X1E, 32X, can get you up to four terabyte memory. So we are very well within the limit of that memory guidelines. Even with our growth, we should, able to, we should, we should be able to meet our demand next two years. As we're speaking, AWS is continue innovating and they're bringing new instance. We are very confident that very soon we will have eight terabyte and 12 terabyte instance online. And the cloud economics. Most of our landscapes are running seven by 24. We treat them as a production. So we don't get an opportunity to go and bring them down in the weekends and then start them on the, uh, by Monday. So we started off with an on-demand instance. Once we complete the installation and once they're ready to go to the production, we went back and converted them into a reserved instance for the next three years. Multi-account strategy. As I mentioned earlier, ERP has its own custom global account. ERP admins have access, full access to that account, and they have the capability to create AWS resources and the landscapes however they want. Automation. So majority of our automation is our, our uh, custom cloud management portal. It's, it's developed on at .vsp, .net, some of them with the Ansible, also um, uh, AWS APIs. So we are adopting extensively Ansible for all the server configuration, post-processing um, updates. SAP applications and HANA, we need to make certain changes to the system and the kernel parameters. And also we need to install some of the packages required for a MaxDB or a HANADB. So all those things are done by post-processing Ansible playbooks. And we are leveraging CloudFormation to create all the EC2 EBS instance. Support model, we have a two types of support model, infrastructure support and then self-support. With the self-support, our internal clients are fully responsible for all the way creating the, design, creating the instance and managing the instance and also the disposing that instance. So the advantage for them is they have the full access to those instances, including the root password and, and the root keys. With the, with the infrastructure support, our group SMEs and the managed service provider are responsible to manage this infrastructure. ERP application has a five nines availability and to maintain that SLA, it, it, it is managed through the infrastructure support. Security, we follow the standard best practices of AWS. All our EC2 instances are authenticated and authorized through Active Directory and Kerberos authentication. ERP is one of the most mission-critical applications for us. We built a second layer of defense. We have deployed a software firewall around these applications in AWS. That way, if there is any compromise in the corporate network, this second, second layer of defense won't let hacker to get into this mission-critical data. Networking. So we kept it very simple, um, designing a VPC. We went with a one VPC for each environment. Approximately 31 instances we have in a training environment, for example. 
SAP, we need to install on a virtual IPs. Even if you consider two to three virtual IPs, it's, it's around 100 to 120 IP addresses. That is pretty much very well within the limit of the subnets what we are dedicating. As we are adding more and more uh, landscapes and uh, environments, we will be creating a dedicated VPC for each environment. And these VPCs are communicated each other through a transient VPCs. So here are some of the partner ecosystem for a hybrid landscape management. Since right now we are not fully migrated to AWS, our infrastructure is both on-prem as well as in AWS, we need to use these certain technologies to make sure they work properly. When we are designing the on-prem infrastructure also, we, we, we went ahead and uh, selected some of the technologies. Once we move them into the cloud, we should not go back and redesign and re-architect or go back and figure it out a new technology. The same technology, what we leverage on-prem also works in the cloud. Here are some of them. We use SAP Llama for all system copies. Again, I'll explain in detail. And we use, again, SAP for automated installation. The reason we chose this is SAP is a validated application part of the Amgen compliance. We follow a GXP compliance part of the FDA guidelines. Under GXP, we need to follow good manufacturing practice, good laboratory practice, and good clinical practice. Once we go and validate with the SAP Llama on-prem, we use the same process right now, also install the SAP application in the cloud. That way, this automatically gets validated and we follow the same process both on-prem and the cloud. It's very easy for us to go and prove our regulatory environment that we are in compliance. We use a SIOS data protection kit for all HA solution. I'll explain them in detail soon. We use an EBS storage GP2 for all storage requirement. On-prem, we run on NetApp NFS. We have a requirement in the cloud that there is a specific share is written by some clients which are running both NFS and uh, SMB, Unix and Windows. So we do not have a multi-protocol share right now The technology is available in the cloud. AWS offers Elastic File System, but to make that a Windows compatible is hard. Cloud ONTAP is a software appliance from NetApp is deployed right now in, in this VPC, can get us a multi-protocol share. We able to write to this specific share and then there are some SAP applications, they get the data for a post-processing. We're also deploying NetApp private storage part of our East Coast uh, data center. We recently went and signed up a colo location in US East one region. So that is only approximately of 1.5 millisecond latency. SAP transports, we don't run on local uh, EC2 instance and trying to keep them in sync. They run on NFS, and then they map to all the EC2 instance. Same thing in the cloud, we use that uh, NetApp NFS and the map to all the EC2 instance for uh, transports. We adopted open source tools and technologies for all the monitoring both on-premise and in the cloud. So I'm going to explain them in detail in the monitoring section. <clears throat> High availability design. AWS um, says a design for the failure, it never fails. With the same principle, when we design um, 
this solution, this is a mission critical application. We wanted to make sure that each component can successfully fail over to a, a, another AZ if there is any outages or anything. For HANA database, we use a HANA system repli replication with the active active HA. It close to synchronously replicate the database to a partner node in the AZ. We use something called a SIOS data protection kit. So it emulates a concept of the shared drive. We cannot use that shared drive in, uh, in the AWS because you cannot map an EBS volume to two EC2 instances. So the SIOS software creates, a, a, it kind of a mimics a quorum drive concept in the clustering and it and emulates the shared drive. And the same SIOS cluster also used to fail over uh, ABAP, SES, and Java application from a node in the one AZ to a, another node in the AZ2. SIOS has a module called as HANA Recovery Application Kit, which will take care of that HANA failover from a, a node A to a node B in a second AZ. So we also use a MaxDB. Um, it's one of the database, a small database in our SAP ecosystem. We follow the same methodology to protect the database as well. We use a Microsoft SQL uh, to address uh, some of the legacy application to meet some business units demand. Hopefully we'll, we'll completely off of Microsoft SQL soon and then we'll go back to SAP HANA. We follow the same methodology. Here we use the Microsoft technology. SQL Server on keeps the database in sync. And SIOS LifeKeeper, again, it emulates that shared drive between the two servers. Microsoft cluster is responsible for failing over from one AZ to other AZ. So data protection. As I mentioned earlier, Every EBS and EC2 instance in Amgen, we automatically snapshot through Lambda and keep them offsite for a S3 backup. But for a database, we cannot right now use those EBS snapshots. So we need to go back and use those uh, traditional database backup. We have a six weeks retention period, and SAP HANA recommends a weekly full backup. So we do a combination of weekly full and daily differential and incremental and four hours log backup. We designed a dedicated uh, backup area, um, and that's where all the backups will get stored, and the custom scripts will automatically move the data from uh, EBS location to S3 for an offsite backup. We use an enterprise backup scheduler from each machine. It initiates the backup through the HANA cockpit or a HANA studio. We are thinking to use AWS System Manager, so that way we can replace that backup scheduler and stay with AWS ecosystem. Uh, integrated service on monitoring. We fully adopted open source technology. We need to be very careful when you go and uh, start deploying open source tool need to make sure that these technologies are widely adopted, fully, uh, fully committed by the founder or the community. Our monitoring architect, event and thoroughly investigated these things, tested thoroughly, and then deployed them. So what we do is we have a telegraph agent deployed on each EC2 instance. These are plugin enabled and plugin driven. Telegraph agent collect all the metrics and sends the influx DB through uh, streams to 
InfluxDB through a Kafka. Uh, InfluxDB, a serial data, uh, a time series database, can store all these metrics. A Grafana, a visualization reporting tool, works very well with a monitoring ecosystem, can display all the, all the status of the AWS resources. Grafana has got a user-friendly data analytics. You can run some data analytics and get the custom dashboard uh, report. So Telegraph Agents, Kafka, InfluxDB, and Grafana are all runs in AWS. OpenNMS Network and uh, uh, Alert Management System collects all the uh, data from InfluxDB and sends it into an attention system, which is responsible to send a page and alert based on the threshold we set in, these, in the database. We use SAP Extended Diagnostic Tool from CA for application monitoring as well as Solution Manager to monitor and report SAP application. So with the combination of open source tool and SAP application tool, we are able to do end-to-end -end monitoring both infrastructure layer as well as at the application level. So SAP system copy process. It's a quite challenging when you run your landscapes in a hybrid fashion, both on-premise and in the cloud. We, we do a system copy like most of the SAP users for a project and support basis. So we have a business requirement that uh, to reduce the time it takes to complete the system copy process. A while back, what we used to do is we are looking for any available environment, maybe a dev one or integration, to perform the base copy of the data from production, then apply the post-processing of the basis and configuration task. Once that is done, then take the data and, and copy that the intended target system. We are always struggling to look for that windows of opportunity of any available intermediate, uh, any available uh, system. So this time what we, what we did is, we something we created called an uh, intermediate environment. It has just enough system that we can able to run SAP along with the database. Storage is just enough to hold the database data. So in this process, uh, what we do is, this is a, this is a uh, environment can always work as a, a intermediate system for a post-processing, and then we can copy the data to the intended target system. We use SAP Llama for all system copy, copy and landscape refresh. And for a cloud, we are leveraging HANA system replication and EBS snapshot. So I'll give you some of the scenarios how it works in the cloud. So in this scenario, let's say you started your journey to the cloud, and you wanted to move one single environment, which is less critical. Training is, we consider them as less critical compared to other environment. When we are running a training in the cloud, and we need to do a system copy, part of the schedule. So the way the process works is, the training gets the data from the OQ1 typically. So production, from production, a traditional storage snapshots of the clone, we copy the data to the, uh, you know, our base intermediate system. Once the post-processing done, that will get applied to the OQ1, again, through a storage snapshots of the clones. Once OQ1 has the most up-to-date up data of production, from OQ1, we use a HANA system replication to move the data from OQ1 to the training. Again, use the SAP system, LAMA, 
uh, SAP Llama for all the post-processing and cleanup. So this is a second scenario. As you are getting comfortable in the cloud and as you're maturing your process and you decided to move more environment to the cloud. And now we are running a Dev2, Integration2, and OQ2. In this scenario, let's take an example of you, you need to refresh into. So now we decided to build a, another intermediate, a small on-demand environment in the cloud. So let me walk you through how the copy process works. So in this, Again, the, from production, we refresh to intermediate on-prem through a storage-based snapshot. From the intermediate on-prem to the intermediate cloud, we use a HANA system replication. That way, we can sync the data from on-prem to the cloud. Once we have the most up-to-date data in the cloud, we can leverage, again, HSR if you want, or we can also use an EBS snapshot and restore that to the intended target system. We can leverage, again, SAP Llama for all the post-processing activity throughout this process. You can build the flow work in SAP Llama that can perform these tasks. Um, lesson learned and next steps. They're not really major challenges, but since I worked on on-prem infrastructure for quite a while, Cloud is different. Uh, it needs some maturity, but there are always a workaround. One of the challenge we found is in the data storage layout, there is no over-provisioning in, in currently in EBS. We extensively over-provision in our on-prem infrastructure. For each disk device, you need to provision a set of a brand new volume. Data production challenges. At on-prem, we extensively use a traditional storage-based snapshot in consistency with a database backup. These are very well integrated with database, and they complete in seconds. At Amgen, part of the project and support, we take a lot of snapshots. Same thing we need to do in the cloud, we have to go back to the traditional database backup, with a typical with a full copy, incremental, and differential. And then we have to copy the data to the S3 for offsite. The restoration also takes a lot of time you have to first copy that back from S3 to EBS volume and then initiate that database restore. So what it takes seconds in the on-prem, it takes hours in the cloud. But cloud has a lot of advantages, what we are seeing. Um, you know, any new solutions, once you roll out, that brings an additional problem. So we need to go back and solve them. One thing is the on-demand self-service. That's the biggest benefit for our global ERP team. So with that, now they can able to spin up the landscapes, and it is self-service right now. Rapid elasticity. If I need to increase the a machine type, or a change the system type, or increase the memory, or like change the storage type, that can be done very easily with a minimal downtime. So measured service offering a pay-per-use model. This is the biggest benefit for us. At Amgen, we, have a, we had a quite challenge to charge back on-prem infrastructure. So there is a specific business unit or an IT paid for that storage infrastructure or a compute infrastructure. So to charge back granularly on a specific set of data was very challenging. In the cloud, if there is any business unit or any project, they need a ad hoc SAP landscape. We can quickly spin them up and tag them only for the resources, what they're consuming, and then automated billing can directly bill it to them. 
Automation of infrastructure, this is a huge. Every AWS resources are tightly integrated with automation. We can easily automate with several tools. It could be a cloud formation, or it could be Ansible there. So all the way automation is from infrastructure provisioning to configuration. The one more biggest benefit I'm, I'm seeing is on the compliance. This morning I was attending the architected, uh, architected framework class bootcamp. So the instructor was talking about that uh, uh, documentation as a code and then operation as a code. Same thing I was thinking as a compliance as a code. So the way it works is right now we use SAP Llama for all the installation and provisioning to meet our validation. But AWS has offered a HANA quick start guide and the template. It's a set of code which can start all the way from the VPC, EC2 instance, EBS storage, and SAP HANA installation. So if we go and socialize with our regulatory department and then get a buy-off, with an instance, we can, we can install the entire end-to-end -end and qualify the whole landscape. Cloud economics. We are not moving into cloud to save the cost. If you save any, any cost, that's a bonus for us. Mainly we are looking for a speed and agility, how we can quickly roll out, how we can take an advantage of the um, transformation and innovation is happening in AWS. And moving, and as I mentioned earlier, SAP is a complex application. Moving into AWS is not a, a straightforward process. Once, it, once you're able to move, deploy, it's easy to manage. So you need to have a good technical team with the knowledge of both AWS as well as SAP HANA. And also set expectations of the project team. You need enough time to do the proof of concept of certain technologies. It could be a high availability or a DR or a data protection. They take some time, actually, extensively test and configure them. With that, I conclude my presentations. Uh, thank you for your time. If you have any questions, I'm more happy to take them.